0: When's the last time you've had a dream? No, not the kind of dream that wakes you up in the middle of the night, but the type of dream that allows you to go through your day living an inspired life. It's really different than just approaching your day as a set of to-do lists or obligation. It's the type of dream that answers that itch in the back of your head that questions, is there something more than just this? Have you ever had one of those? I think most of us, if we're honest, sense that there's something deep inside of us that knows we long and desire for a purpose to this life. And sometimes we just get that itch briefly for a moment before our next distraction or crisis comes our way that pulls for our time or attention. Or sometimes it's that constant lingering, that slow drip in the back of our head that says, man, I know that there's something more than just this, and you're just not quite sure what to do with it. We're gonna get back to that in a little bit, but before we do, I just wanna address a really big elephant in the room. 2020 is almost over. If nothing else, I think we all can agree, 2020 has been a year of a lot of firsts. Maybe for you, 2020 has been the first year that you've entered into a new relationship and all the wild things that enter into that. Or maybe 2020 has been the first year that you've retired. And there's a lot of emotions that come with that. Or how about this? Maybe 2020 is the first year that you've ever done school at home or online. Yeah, I know a couple of you just did a big eye roll right there. Or on the flip side of that, maybe 2020 has been the first year that you've had to teach school to your kids or your grandkids. As they did it at home or online. Maybe on a more serious note, 2020 has been the first year that you've really experienced some grief and some loss. Or maybe 2020 has really been a year that you've started to embrace healing and you've started to experience life and the joys of what can bring in freedom First-time experiences bring about a wild range of emotions. Anywhere on that spectrum, we have a range of emotions that we experience and feel. First-times tend to do that. And I think an experience that we most of us can relate to as a first-time is the first time that you rode a two-wheel bike. So you probably either (laughs) remember that experience or you remember walking through that experience with someone else. And there comes a point somewhere between, let's say, like 5 and 12 years old, where you decide... I want to ride a two-wheel bike. And you know exactly what it is that you want to ride a two-wheel bike. And you know who it is that you want to be. You want to be that kid that's riding down the street on your big two wheels. But what it takes to actually get there, that's a whole nother question. So at that point, you have a choice. Are you going to continue to ride on the four wheels? I mean, those training wheels get you From point A to point B successfully, I mean, they're good, but you know that deep down inside there's something better. So you start the journey of learning to ride a two-wheel bike. And it's a whole process along the way. There's some ups and there's some downs and there's some bumps and there's some bruises. You probably grabbed a trusted grown-up and said, let's do this. And you started to accomplish your dream of riding a two-wheel bike. And I remember going through a lot of that with my son, Cole. And once he finally got the hang of it that day, it went a little something like this. Me too. I go out for a walk. This one is Buffy. This one is puppy. I can go as far as I want. Cole knew exactly what it was that he wanted, and he knew who he was. And he just went about accomplishing his goals and his dream. And if you listen really carefully in the beginning of that video, you heard his little sister, and she said, me too. Because you see, our dreams often inspire others to extraordinary In fact, I would go as far as saying that our dreams always inspire others. It reminds me of an experience of a conversation that Jesus had with a man that we get a glimpse into in the Bible, in the book of John. And John is a really cool book of the Bible because it gives us an eyewitness account of Jesus's interaction with people when he was here on the earth. We get to see into Jesus's heart what he loved to do and the people that he loved to be around. And in the book of John, we get to uh, listen in on a conversation John, or Jesus had. Let me read it for you. John 5. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called B'Shezba, and which is surrounded by five colored colonnades. Here, a great number of disabled people used to lie the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who had been there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, get up pick up your mat and walk. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. It's amazing, isn't it? So let me back up and make sure we can picture what's going on here for a minute because it truly is remarkable. So there was this structure and it was covered by these columns. And in the middle of these columns was a body of water. And in different seasons, the water would be stirred and the first person to enter the body of water would experience healing it's remarkable. And surrounding this body of water, there were a numerous number of um, a multitude of disabled people, including this man who was an invalid, which simply means that he was disabled. In this case, he couldn't walk. So he was watching all of this healing and life-giving transformation happening all around him, but he couldn't get into the body of water to experience that for himself. And on that day, for some reason— Jesus selected that man to have a conversation with among the great multitude of sick people. And on that day, Jesus didn't hear the multitude, but he was about to miraculously meet that one man's needs. You see, Jesus' plans are often too big for us to fully comprehend, but they're never too big for us to experience. And that man was about to experience that that day. And Jesus met that man's need, but not before he aimed for the heart. And isn't that just like Jesus? That man had been sitting there, and Jesus was about to heal him. But before he did, he aimed for the heart by asking the man, do you want to get well? And upon first look, that could maybe sound like an odd question. I mean, he had been in this condition for a really long time, and he was sitting outside this pool of water longing to be healed why would jesus say do you want to get well and i think upon further look it really gives us a profound question for you and for me as we examine our own hearts and lives because so often we sit outside what it is that we really want for so long that we lose track of what it is we really wanted in the first place this man we read had been in this condition for 38 years It would have been really easy a long time ago for him to accept this is just the way my life's gonna go. This is just the way it's gonna be. He might have even said, Yeah, everything happens for a reason, and there's a reason for this, so I'll just accept it. I'll just be content with the way that I am. But then Jesus enters in and changes everything. He asks the question Do you wanna get well? He went to aim this, to move this man's life from ordinary to extraordinary. And part of becoming well for you and for me is having a dream. Where there is no vision, the people perish. We need to have a purpose. We need to have a God-given vision for our life. A purpose that goes beyond just ourselves. That just goes beyond just the ordinary, but really aims for the extraordinary. And what if part of our dream included wellness? Not just physical healing, but that's definitely part of it, but full mind, body, and soul wellness. It's what we really should aim for. But then the logistical side of me starts thinking, how do we go about having a dream? Because I don't know about you, but for me, I have everyday life. I have this maze of responsibilities and obligations And there's probably a whole slew of assumptions about who people already think that I am and what I'm supposed to do. And it keeps moving and it keeps us fighting for our time and attention. And how do you go about any of that and actually have a dream? Well, I'll tell you a little story. This um, past fall, I kind of dove headfirst into this idea and into this practice of dreaming big with God. And before I knew it, I found myself in three different group environments with some pretty amazing people that all talked about dreaming with God. And one of the groups that I was in was a group of people from Journey, and we actually met outside the building in the parking lot in camping chairs. And it was fall time, and there were some nights that it started getting a little cold. And um, before we knew it, one one of the people in the group actually brought slippers out of her van, and she put them on her feet. And there we sat in the middle of the parking lot in our camping chairs with slippers on our feet and blanket and just talked about what dreaming with God could look like in our lives. And quickly we realized as we sat there after our first time together was that dreaming didn't come really easy for any of us. It especially didn't come easy for me. So what we decided after our first time, after we said, well, we want to have this God-shaped dream. We want to have a vision for our life, but we're not really sure where to start with that. We said, let's just start praying about it, and we'll just jot down anything and everything that we, that comes to mind. And we'll just start asking God, God, where do you want to use me right now? Where my feet are currently planted? And what do you want to launch new in me? So if, um, if you don't know, I'm a busy mom of three little kids. They're all under nine years old. And um, I spend a lot of time in my car. So what I started doing is when I was in the elementary school pickup line, I would sit there and wait because if you ever had to pick up a kid from elementary school around our area or probably anywhere, it's a waiting game. And as I sat there in park, I would just pray to God and I would just ask him, I would say, Holy Spirit, where do you want to use me right now? where my feet are planted, and what do you wanna launch new in me? And then I just started jotting it down. I kept this book in the side of my car, and in the back of it here, I just started jotting down anything and everything I thought God might be saying to me. And I didn't worry about how big or little or silly or insignificant it may seem or how huge it may seem. I just started jotting it down. And I thought, I, I can vet that later, but for now, let me just start dreaming. So I would encourage you, if you don't know where to start with dreaming, just start jotting it down. Get a notebook, open up the app on your phone, the notes app, and just start jotting it down. And then after you start jotting it down, start asking God where He wants to use you and what He wants to launch new in you. And then after you start jotting it down, then we're going to take it to the next level, And we're not just going to ask, God, what do you want to do in me? Where do you want to use me? But we're also going to ask God, God, who do you want me to be? Because who you are is more important than what you do. So let me give you an example. Say you want to be a business owner. Well, that's good. That's a good dream. But who do you want to be as a business owner? A good way to vet your dream is to ask, is this dream solely about me or is there an exponential impact on it? Because just like when Cole rode his bike and his sister wanted to do it too, your dreams will impact others. Let me give you another example. Say you wanna graduate high school or you wanna graduate college. That's good. And as someone who used to be a teacher, I applaud graduating. It's a good dream. But now let's take it a step further and start asking yourself, Who do you want to be on the way to accomplishing that dream? Who do you want to be on your way to graduating? Do you want to be someone who's kind? Do you want to be someone who's generous? Maybe you want to be someone who looks around and looks for someone who needs a friend and says, I'm going to befriend that person. That's something God has wired me to do. And that's the way that you take a good dream and really make it extraordinary. I'm gonna give you one more example. And this one is of a friend of mine who actually already lives this out. He puts it into practice and it's really remarkable. So I have this friend and he loves fishing. And he has this dream that he's gonna fish a new lake up north every weekend all summer long. And if you love fishing, you're like, yep, that's my kind of dream. And it's a good dream, it's a fun dream. But what makes my friend's dream extraordinary is that he's already discovered who it is that God says he is. God has made my friend someone who loves people and loves to invest in others. He's someone who can make a friend at, with someone at the gas station. He's someone who can make a friend with a next new next-door neighbor. He can make a friend really easy. That's the way God has gifted him. And God's gifted you and God's gifted me with different unique talents. It doesn't have to be the same as my friend. So what my friend's decided is, as he goes about fishing a new lake each weekend, every weekend, all summer long, he's just gonna start grabbing as many friends as he can along the way. And he's just gonna start investing in the lives of others. And he's asked, Holy Spirit, who is it that you want me to keep my eyes open for? And he's actually heard God say to him, those guys. Those guys. Invite that guy into your boat. And then he just does it. See, it's the way to take an ordinary dream of fishing a new lake every summer, each weekend every summer, and making it extraordinary. You see, knowing who God has made you to be gives us tangible next steps to accomplishing the purpose he has for us. One writer and speaker I really love is a man named Bob Goff. And Bob Goff is hilarious, he makes me laugh and he makes me cry and then he makes me think, all sometimes in the same sentence. And Bob Goff says this, God delights when you take a step towards him in pursuit of the purpose he has given you. Let me read that again. God delights when you take a step towards him in pursuit of the purpose he has given you. And it's so true. So today, as we're one day closer to 2021, I want to leave you with three reflective questions. And the first one is simply this thing that Jesus asked. Do you want to get well? Are you ready to not just sit on the sideline of life, watching others experience freedom in life and living it to its fullness? But are you ready to really pick up your mat and walk again? And if so, just tell that to Jesus today. Tell it to Jesus and then tell it to someone else. Training wheels are no longer good enough for our life. You are meant to be someone who soars. And I just want you to experience that complete wellness today. So question one, do you wanna get well? Question two, what does your dream of wellness look like? And as you start talking to Jesus about this, just start jotting it down. And as you go about that, remember, who you are is more important than what you do. So know who you are, know where your feet are planted, and just start dreaming. And maybe you're here today and that's something that you've already kind of figured out. And you've already started on this journey of complete wellness and dreaming with God. And you're kind of on your way already with that. Well, if that's you, then question three is really for you. Who are you going to start dreaming with? Because if you fully experienced all of that, it's really time to start giving it away. Start dreaming with people in your home. Start dreaming with people in your workplace. Start dreaming with your neighbors or people in your small group. Start dreaming with your kids. Your dreams will impact someone else. So let's choose to be anchored to God and tied to one another. Let's continue to be well in 2021 and let's just keep dreaming. Let me me pray for you a minute here. God, I just get excited. I get excited in thinking about the things that you have for us, excited about thinking about the ways that you're going to use us right now where our feet are planted and the new things that you're gonna launch in us, even the new things that you're starting to stir in our hearts today. And I just pray for each person that's gathering here today, God, I pray that you would ignite really big dreams in their lives, things that impact others, things that are just fun, things that are sometimes silly, and that you would just help us to start putting one foot on the pedal and just start pedaling and just start soaring And I'm so excited that you're a God that wants to give us wellness, that you're a God that wants to offer us freedom and healing. And I just pray that um, everybody that's gathered here today, myself included, that we would just really embrace it and that we would really go for it and that we would really just start dreaming in 2021. I'm excited to see God, how you're gonna use that and the way that you're going to impact um, your kingdom through us and uh, Yeah, I just thank you so much um, for your word and for the directions that you've given us in our lives. In your name, amen.